0: Come on, come on, come on. Pick up, pick up, pick up. Hello? Scarlett, it's your cousin Ryan.
1: Hi, Ryan. How are you?
0: I'm good, thanks. But also, I'm freaking out. It's AAPI Heritage Month here in the U.S., and it's where we recognize the contributions and influence of Asian Americans and Pacific Islander Americans to the history, culture, and achievements of the United States. And I haven't booked someone to do a kid takeover for the AAPI episode yet.
1: Wait, are you asking me to do a kid takeover for the 10 news?
0: Maybe. Would you do it?
1: Of course, but only if you get me nine chocolate, cupcakes, three halo-halos, and sing my two favorite songs from Moana the next time I see you.
0: Fine, it's a deal. What can I say except you're welcome?
1: Yay! I'm Scarlett. It's Saturday, May 14th, and this is no ordinary episode of the 10 News. This is the 10 News Gets Extra! 10, 9, 8, 7,
2: 6, 5, 4, 3,
1: two, 1 Wait, do you know what Halo Halo is? It's one of my favorite Filipino desserts! 10 News head writer Ryan Willard sat down with Filipino-American author, chef, and entrepreneur Nicole Ponseca. To learn how to make halo-halo. Hello.
0: What up, Tenors? Ryan Willard here. I am thrilled to do this segment because we have the person that I call the Indiana Jones of Filipino food. Please tell us who you are, where you're from, and what is it that you do.
3: My name is Nicole Panseca, and uh, my my family's from the Philippines. My mother is from La Union, and my dad is from Cavite. But I was born in a, in a city called Philadelphia, I was raised in San Diego, and uh, I and then I moved to New York. What do I do? I love to research and document and share Filipino food and Filipino culture.
0: So our audience, our tenors, I don't know how much Filipino food they've had, but this being our Heritage Month, I was wondering, could you help us make... an an amazing Filipino dessert that anyone might be able to make.
3: I would love to share this dessert. It's, um, it's so easy to make. It's called halo halo. And if you read it, it looks like halo halo and it is heaven in a bowl. Let me tell you, it is shaved ice with sweet milk and candied fruits and, um, ice cream, and if you are if you get a really special halo-halo, it has a little bit of a dessert called flan or leche flan, which we share with some of our um, Spanish uh, primos, our cousins. And you mix it all together, because halo-halo means mix-mix, and it becomes this, like, ice-cold cereal milk. You know when you eat, like, Fruit Loops or uh, Captain Crunch or any of these cereals and the milk gets sweet? Think that with, like... So much more to it. It's so good.
0: How how does Halo Halo fit into Filipino culture?
3: Well, that's such a good question. In Philippine culture, you can find a Halo Halo in street vendors, at street vendors, in markets. You can find it in restaurants. But if you dig a little deeper and we, we look at its origin, we we will find that its origin comes from our Japanese roots. And we have so many different influences in our culture. It
0: feels like Halo-halo having so many ingredients is almost an analogy for Filipino culture.
3: Halo-halo is the best example of what it is to be Filipino. It's a mix of all these different ingredients or all these different cultures. If you pull it apart, it's distinct onto its own. And when you mix it, it is also distinct on its own. It's, it's the perfect example of what it is to be Filipino.
0: So, Nicole, can we, can we make some halo-halo? Holo? I, I really want to try this right now.
3: I would love to. Okay. First thing is, let's get all of our ingredients ready. First, you need crushed ice. You need condensed milk. You need some sort of ice cream, ube preferably. Uh, And then we're going to get into some of the mandatory, more of the mandatories. It would be great if you had makapuno strings, um, nata de coco, corn, or if you don't have corn or sweet corn, garbanzo beans and then uh, jackfruit. And so I listed all those ingredients and you wanna make sure that it's right in front of you. And also because we're dealing with ice, it could melt, right? So you want everything in front of you. So I'd love if you could get a tall glass, like something you would put a milkshake in or a a really good bowl, something that you might put ice cream or like an ice cream sundae. So uh, we're gonna layer, it's almost like a parfait or think of it like building a lasagna. You're gonna keep layering all the ingredients on top of each other. And they can be already mixed up. So it doesn't have to be pretty, just put them all at the bottom. And you wanna put like, you know what, like a teaspoon or a tablespoon, like a little small scoop. Okay. Now the next thing is, we're gonna get our ube jam that comes in a jar. And then we're gonna take the back of a spoon and we're gonna um, swipe the jam all around the inside of that glass. Then it's time for uh, our crushed ice. So let's go ahead and put the crushed ice into the, the glass. And then the next thing is we're gonna put the milk. And typically we like condensed or, or evaporated milk. It's sweet, it's it's thick, it's creamy. So. That's typically what we use. And you have to imagine back in the old days when they were making this dessert, maybe they didn't have access to fresh milk. So canned milk and condensed milk was probably easily available and didn't spoil. So let's add some milk. And then the last thing is let's put a scoop of ice cream. And then we're going to... Take a square of flan and put that on. And then I love pinique, which is crushed and toasted rice. But if you can't find that, you can just use Rice Krispies. And that, that Ryan, is hala hala.
0: Oh my gosh. And then, so like, how do we eat it? That's what I want to know. Cause there's ice cream on top. There's fruit on the bottom. What do you do?
3: You, if you're eating it out of a tall glass, probably want to get a, a really long spoon. You're going to dive head first with your spoon and you're going to pull everything up and you're going to keep mixing everything together. That's, the fun way to do it and that's how most people eat it. I'm a Virgo, I like things organized. So sometimes I don't mix it up and I like to drink the milk, I like to eat the ice cream, but it's fun when you get to mix everything up and it's like having the best cereal milk of your life. Everything gets mixed and you have bites of ice, crushed ice and ice cold milk and the milk turns purple from the ube. It's just like a treasure. Really, you're on a treasure hunt of different flavors with every bite.
0: I love that. I love a good treasure hunt, and I want to try (laughs) some myself. Oh my gosh, this is good. Mmm. It's like squishy, but then crunchy, but then sweet. There's so many flavors happening right now. And so can you tell me, what what could I put in Holo hollow if I don't have any of the normal ingredients? Is there something that I could do if I don't have the same ingredients that are the traditional Filipino ingredients?
3: Of course, I mean, that's what the kitchen is for. Kitchen is, you know, to a chef, what paint and brushes are to a painter. You can follow traditional recipes so you know what it's supposed to look like or taste like, but have fun if you open up your cupboards. Why not try chocolate chips? Why not try putting some walnuts? Add some bananas in there, why don't you? You can put whatever you want, your favorite cereal. Now, if my Lola, which is what we call grandmothers in the Philippines, if she walks in, she's gonna say, that's not Halo-Halo, but you can tell her this is my version of Halo-Halo, Holo, and this is what I have in the kitchen.
0: I love hearing that. Nicole, this is amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your Halo-Halo Holo recipe and your knowledge of Filipino food. Thank you so much again for coming by the 10 News.
1: Thank you for joining us, Nicole. I can't wait to try your recipe. I don't normally trust Ryan in the kitchen, but I will definitely try the halo-halo he's making. Ryan, I know how much you love Filipino food, but what about other Asian foods?
0: Honestly, I love them all. And here in the U.S., we have so many options. But I've got some things you might not know about the Asian food we eat here in the U.S., I'm guessing you've eaten a fortune cookie at some point, maybe with Chinese takeout or in a Chinese restaurant, but fortune cookies aren't Chinese at all. They're a Japanese invention. And though they have Japanese roots, the actual delicious cookie that we know today was invented here in the US. And a lot of foods we consider Asian dishes in America are not traditional Asian meals at all, but instead are something uniquely Asian American. Beef with broccoli, General Cho's chicken, These are dishes that Chinese and Taiwanese immigrants created in the United States for American tastes. Broccoli itself is native to Europe, not Asia. And these uniquely Asian American dishes happen in Japanese restaurants too. Have you ever had a California roll or a Philadelphia roll when you order sushi? You wouldn't find those sushi rolls in a menu in Japan, but immigrant chefs in the US adapted their dishes to appeal to a broad range of people here. In Louisiana, you can find sweet and sour crawfish, In New York, you can eat ube ice cream sandwiches, and in Iowa, you can try Chinese barbecue. Asian American food is different in every part of the U.S. I love it! I can't stop eating it, and I won't stop eating it. And I hope you get the chance to have some, too. Back to you, Scarlett.
1: Hey, Tessa. Do you have any fun facts for Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Hey, Scarlett. I do have a cool fact.
4: Do you know why AAPI Heritage Month is in May?
1: No, why?
4: To mark the first official Japanese immigrants' arrival in the U.S. A 14-year-old kid named Manjiro moved to the U.S. in 1843 after joining an American sailing crew. But Filipinos sailed across the Pacific to present-day California way back in 1567. And a Filipino crew settled in Louisiana in the 1700s.
1: So there have always been Asians and Pacific Islanders in the USA? That's right. Wow, that's so cool. Thank you, Tessa.
0: And now it's time for Trivia on the ten.
1: a state where the majority of people are asian americans and pacific islanders but which state is it a california b new york or c hawaii did you guess it the answer is c hawaii 38% of people in Hawaii are Asian, and 10% are native Hawaiians or Pacific Islanders, which makes sense, because it's an island in the Pacific. I've never been to Hawaii. I hope my parents take me one day. That's our show! Thank you for listening. But before we go, here's a quick note for the grown-ups. Customers are rushing to your store.
2: Do you have a point-of-sale system you can trust? Shopify's sleek, reliable POS hardware takes every major payment method and looks fabulous at the same time. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com lifestyle, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com lifestyle to take your retail business to the next level today.
0: From butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between.
2: You'll love these stories, and you'll learn something new.
0: Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts, or at sciencepodcastforkids.com.
4: If you can't take the heat, it may be time for some cool clothing. The only way to play it cool this summer is in brand new Tommy John's. When you wear Tommy John, you're that much cooler. So you can do everything better, thanks to breathable, lightweight fabric with four times the stretch of competing brands. With dozens of comfort innovations, Tommy John makes you look super hot while feeling super cool. From lounging at home to summertime fun, that's why Tommy John doesn't have customers, they have fanatics. With over 17 million pairs sold, people love Tommy John underwear and loungewear. I love wearing my Tommy John loungewear because it feels great after a long day. You should get Tommy John too. Plus you're always covered with their best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee. So shop tommyjohn.com slash T-E-N-N-E-W-S now for 20% off your first order. That's tommyjohn.com slash 10news for 20% off your first order. tommyjohn.com slash 10news. See site for details.
0: Thanks for listening to The 10 News. Look out for new episodes on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and extras on Saturdays. The 10 News is a co-production of Small But Mighty Media and Next Chapter Podcasts and is distributed by iHeartRadio. The 10 News creative team is mixing, mixing, hollow, hollow, and includes Tracy Crooks, Pete Musto, Ryan Willard, Logan DeYoung, and Tessa Flannery. And special thanks to our guest host, Scarlett. Our production director is Jeremiah Tittle, and our executive producers are Donald Albright and show creator Tracy Leeds Kaplan.
1: I'm Scarlett, and thanks for listening to the 10 News. I'd like to give a special shout out to my daddy Hayden and my mommy Vicky Bello. Ryan, did you finish all of the Halo Halo?
0: Um, yeah, yeah, my bad.
1: Well, we gotta make more now. Come on!
0: Ooh, okay. This podcast has been named a Common Sense Selection by Common Sense Media, recognized for its outstanding content for kids and families.
3: Calling all trivia nerds, Brittany here, and I host the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast with my best friend Meredith. Is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest?